0: Good morning, everybody. Um, I keep wanting to say it's great to see you again, but obviously I can't see you because you're in your front rooms, so not in my dining room. Um, but it is good to be doing this again, so I'm really pleased about that, and I'm pretty sure it's good for you to see me. Anyway, just a couple of things before we start. Um, I just wanted to remind you of a few things. Hopefully, you're getting the newsletter um, that's coming through to you. It should be posted if you're not getting it by email. If it was a church member, or somebody who's linked with the church and comes quite regularly and you're not getting that please do let us know um, and we'll make sure that we get that out to you and also if you've got things to put in it again um, please do let Eunice know in plenty of time, so she can sort things out and put it in hopefully you're really enjoying that and um, yeah reading it and finding out about different things the second thing is that you will see on there that this good Friday Friday coming this good Friday there's two things happening we normally have a a walk of witness down in the square, we, we can't, well not a walk but a service, we can't do that because, um, well because of obvious situations, we're not allowed out, so we're not doing that, but we thought it'd still be good to try and do something, so the local churches are still putting on some sort of public service and trying to get that out there, I think that'll be on YouTube and we'll give you a link to that whenever we've done it. And then at 4.30 in the afternoon we're going to try a Zoom communion service, so please do join us for that, we'll send you the link, um, I don't know how it's going to go, We'll have to wait and see, but we think it's worth trying. It'd be good to be able to share communion together in these times. Obviously, you're going to have to get your own bread, your own wine. Um, We can't distribute that, but if you've got that and you're ready, we'll send you the link out to that as well. So, just a little introduction, what we're going to be doing this morning. Um, We're going to be singing a couple of songs. We're going to sing a song that we sung last week, because a few people have said to me that they didn't know it, uh, which is, Who Is There Like You? So, we'll sing that again, but before we do that, uh, we've got another song, and it's a song with actions, and I hope the kids are ready, and it's no excuse, just because you're sat in your front rooms, dining rooms, wherever you are, that you can't join in with the actions. So I've got Katrina and Tia, and they're just going to come remind us of the actions to Our God is a Great Big God.
1: Good morning. Okay, so the actions for Our God is a Great Big God is, Our God is a Great Big God, Our God is a Great Big God. Our God is a great big God and he holds us in his hands. He's higher than a skyscraper, deeper than a submarine. He's wider than the universe and beyond our wildest dreams. And he's known me and he's loved me since before the world began. How wonderful to be a part of God's amazing plan! Have fun.
0: Okay, so we're going to sing that. Who is there like you? And then Dan's going to do our reading. Great. Um, thank you, Dan. And then we're going to sing together. Um, Bless the Lord, O my soul. And then I'll be
1: back with the sermon. Thank you. Hello. So we're in Matthew 21, verses 1 to 17. Jesus comes to Jerusalem as king. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village of you and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to your daughter Zion, see your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on it for Jesus to sit on. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, whilst others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds went ahead of him, and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest heaven! When Jesus entered Jerusalem, The whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? The crowds answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Jesus entered the temple courts and drove all those out buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. It is written, he said to them, My house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of robbers. The blind and the lame came to see him at the temple and he healed them. But when the chief priests and the teacher of the law saw the wonderful things he did and the children shouting in the temple courts, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant. Do you hear what these children are saying? They asked him. Yes, replied Jesus. Have you never read? From the lips of the children and infants, you, Lord, have called forth your praise. And he left them and went out of the city to Bethany, where he spent the night. Okay, so um, today we're thinking about Palm Sunday, which
0: I hope will remind us that we're part of something bigger. This is something that the church has celebrated for years and years in anticipation of the events that are coming up next week. We're thinking about Good Friday Jesus dying on the cross, Resurrection Sunday, Jesus alive again. But this week seems to have been in church history and it's an important event because it's a symbolic event and it's something that all four Gospels have included. Even John whose Gospel is not really in line with the others, he sets it out in a completely different way and yet he includes this in chapter 12. And the title in all four Gospels is Jesus Comes to Jerusalem as King. Jesus comes to Jerusalem as king. So that's what we're going to be thinking about today Uh, and I just want to do a big shout out to the kids again. Hiya kids, thanks for listening. I'm glad that you're involved and engaged and I'm really pleased that you're at the other side and you're watching this and I hope that you engage with the things that we're doing. To do that I've actually got some things that I want to share with you and I'm going to put them on this thing here and you can keep looking at them and think about where they come as we go through. But just before that I wondered if you made one of these last week, the worry box that Katrina was talking about. If you've got any worries, you can put them in the top, you can bring them to God, you can pray about them, you can leave them with him, you can rejoice. Keep praying, guys, because God is listening. But what we've got today is um, three different things that I thought might just help us as we go through. So the first one is this. A crown, and this reminds us, as we heard in the title, that Jesus is king. It reminds us of Jesus' authority, that he comes with power and authority. And secondly, we've got a donkey.
1: Nay!
0: Okay, so not a real donkey, but actually something even better than a real donkey, which is this. And the reason that this is better than a real donkey is because this has been made by someone in the congregation. A big shout out to Nathaniel. Thank you, mate, for making this. How fantastic is that? He did that for us and we was able to go and get it. If you're worried about how we got it, don't worry. We didn't see them. We didn't touch them. We didn't go anywhere near them. It was left in a secret spot where we went and picked it up. So we've got a donkey. And that reminds us of how gentle Jesus came. Jesus came in a gentle way, not to force himself on people, but just to help people to understand who he was. And then finally, we've got the cloak a cloak which reminds us i'm going to put this on here which reminds us of the response of the people to jesus so as we think of this palm sunday we've got uh, the cross the crown we've got the donkey and we've got the cloak we remember that people responded to jesus they wanted to respond they wanted to worship him hosanna they shouted out as he came on the donkey because they wanted to say Hosanna means God save us that's what they wanted to cry out it became an, an exclamation of praise so hopefully we'll be able to refer to those three things as we go through and think about our reading today so Jesus comes to Jerusalem as king that's what's happening this symbolic event the long-awaited for Messiah has arrived and you know Jesus would have known that that's what it meant He knew the symbolism of riding into Jerusalem on a donkey. He would have known that people would have made that link. That's why they're shouting out, Hosanna, God, save us. But what's interesting is up until this point, we know that Jesus has been keeping his identity a secret. He's been saying to his disciples, don't tell anybody who I am. And it seems that's because Jesus wanted them to understand who he was through what he did. He was helping them to grasp who he was by the things that he did we see his authority we see his healings we see his teaching all the things that Jesus did in the gospels helping people to start to understand and have that bigger picture but of course there comes a time where he does have to let people know that he knows who he is that sounds a strange thing to say doesn't it but Jesus wants them to know who he is now you know the leaders are going to get this very forcefully in chapter 26 and verse 64 Jesus is going to let them know who he is and they're going to kill him for it. That's what's going to happen, that's what's going to change the events of this coming week as we think about as we head up to next Friday. But here it's the crowd, Jesus comes and helps them to understand who he is. Now each Gospel writer has a different slant on their take of what is happening on this particular day, the way that Jesus rises into Jerusalem. Matthew's no different. Uh, He spent the last chapter thinking about a very strange concept, but I think that chapter is there and built up so that it moves into this chapter, chapter 21. And he's been thinking about this concept. The last will be first, and the first will be last. We've missed it in our little series in Matthew because, uh, little series, our long series in Matthew, because... Uh, we've dipped out of that and looked at a couple of other things over the last couple of weeks because of uh, the current situation and we've been thinking about how we respond in that situation. So I just want to do a little bit of a recap of chapter 20 to help us to see where it is that Matthew is taking us. Now if you've got your Bible you can, you can come with me and you can do it with me. So you can turn to Matthew chapter 20 and the first thing we see is the parable of the workers in the vineyard. Now these workers in the vineyard are hired at different points during the day. But the real surprise comes right at the end when those who are hired last receive their wages first. The last will become first. And then we see the heading in my Bible, Jesus predicts his death a third time. We see something of what it means that the first is going to become the last. Jesus is heading towards Jerusalem. Jesus, the greatest of all, is going to suffer and die on a cross, the first becoming last. Then we see the mother's request, we see that here, uh, Zebedee's uh, mother, sorry, the, the the mother of Zebedee's sons, so Zebedee's the dad, comes along and asks Jesus if her two sons can be on his left and right in the kingdom. He, she wants them high up, right up there, and it leads to that incredible verse in chapter 28, uh, chapter 20 and verse 28, where it says, The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and give his life as a ransom for many. In other words, if they want to be first, they need to be last. That's followed by a display of power to uh, two lowly people, two blind people, dismissed by the crowd. They're crying out to Jesus, and the crowd say, shh, be quiet, as though they're nothing. And they're last, they're lowly, but Jesus stops. Listens to them, has compassion on them, and then in a great moment of tenderness touches them and gives them their sight. The last become first. So that's what's been going on, the background to um, this passage in 21. And I think it's that that we've got ringing in our ears as we go into chapter 21. Now we can stop and think, oh, a new chapter, you know, nothing that's gone before is important, but I think it is important. Because I think the way that Matthew records it for us is he's showing us this whole idea of the first becoming the last, the last becoming the first, carries on in the way that Jesus enters Jerusalem. And here I just want to pick up these three things again. Donkey, the cloak and the crown. The donkey. First of all, we see that Jesus comes in an act of gentle humility, not riding on a horse, declaring power, overthrowing his enemies, doesn't hold a sword and a shield, there's no sort of triumphalism about it. In fact we see, intentionally, Matthew leaves out two words that are in Zechariah chapter 9 and verse 9. You see that in verse 5, he gives us the verse, but there's a bit missing. He doesn't say about Jesus being righteous and victorious. And it's as though Matthew is just trying to draw our attention to the fact that he's gentle and riding on a donkey. A lot of detail is given about the donkey, isn't it? How they get it, where they go to, what they say. And it all builds up the picture for us in our minds, how they prepare it for Jesus. A lot of this narrative is taken up by the the donkey. So we make the link that Jesus... Is coming in gentleness. We thought about that last week actually. Gentleness. We should be gentle because the Lord is near. And interesting here, when Jesus comes, he comes in gentleness. Secondly, we think uh, about the cloak. What, what does that mean? Well, this shows us that there was a shared experience, doesn't it? People together. Uh, it seems strange, I guess, at times like ours that this weekend should come up. This time on palm sunday was a, a time of people coming together there was expectancy in the air there was there was hope there was uh you know a hope about the future the things that were going to happen and yet we don't find ourselves particularly in that situation at the minute it's a bit different for us isn't it we're stuck at home i mean i found it interesting that the prime minister has had to remind us not to go out this weekend because he knows the weather's going to get good and he knows what we're like when the weather's good we want to be out and we want to be with other people I don't know about you, but I find it quite strange. I've been, I've been watching bits on the telly, and you see a couple hugging, and, and that's dated. I'm thinking, well, that was recorded at least two weeks ago. And then I'm thinking, I want to shout out at the telly saying, no, don't hug, don't go near each other. It just seems strange, doesn't it, how it sort of got hold of us, and we're in this strange situation, and we've got to think before we do things. Our experience at the minute is not being out in the streets cheering, although you may have done at 8 o'clock on Thursday night, clapping the NHS workers and the key workers. But our experience more is is staying home, isn't it? And we're not in the same situation as they were. And yet, and yet, I think we can link with the crowd if we understand their response to Jesus. You see, this is not a time when our walk with the Lord is put on hold. It's not like, oh yeah, we'll pick that up again when we can see everybody. We need God now more than ever, or certainly as much as any time. And you know, people have been working hard behind the scenes to make sure that happens so that life groups can carry on, prayer meetings can carry on, some other meetings to carry on. I know that some of you have been having coffee over Zoom and different things because actually we do still need each other uploading things onto YouTube. These all are all happening because we know it's important that we keep worshipping and that we keep being the people of God. This Palm Sunday crowd... No, Jesus is worthy of praise and adoration and if you're in the same boat that's why we need to keep eating and that's why we need to keep praising him and worshipping him and then thirdly we've got the crown so we've got the donkey which reminds us of the gentleness we've got the cloak that reminds us of the response and we've got the crown which reminds us of his authority he rides in as king it's there in black and white isn't it verse five Not all-conquering, powerful, overthrowing, but an identifying king who comes down to our level. A donkey, not a horse. Gentleness, not power. Last, not first. It will lead to a cross, not the throne. And that's not weakness. You know, don't misunderstand what's going on here. This isn't a display of weakness. It's not that Jesus doesn't have the power. He does. We've seen it all the way through the Gospel. Whenever somebody was in need, he was able to meet that need. And don't think it won't eventually lead to the throne. It does. That's where Jesus is right now, sat at the right hand of God. But we need to understand, he's come to take on the biggest human enemy of all, death itself. As I said, they wouldn't have understood a lot of this at the time they're saying God save us thinking you know come and get rid of the Romans when Jesus comes to save he's doing something so much deeper than that something of more substance and here's the thing if we've understood that if we've understood why Jesus came to save save us as individuals then when we say Hosanna to the son of David there's a greater depth there isn't there than these people would have had then when we say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, we could almost burst because we know that he's in us by his Spirit. When we say, Hosanna in the highest, we know that we praise the Son of God who is sat na- now back at the Father's side. Job done. Death defeated. Back where he belongs. Because, as we'll think about next week, he is alive. The gentleness. response, the king. But all that I think leads to a kingly challenge for us, a kingly challenge for us. You see in the next act he goes into the temple doesn't he and he's challenging those that think they are first, removing them and raising up the last, the blind and the lame, the children. Interesting isn't it? Those who think they are first, I don't know if you see this in verses 14 and 15. Those who think they are first, a sandwich between those who others would think were last. So the chief priests and the teachers of the law are in between the blind and the lame and the children. Those considered last, and yet it's them that Jesus listens to. It's the children who shout out in the temple courts. You see, the leaders are judged. There's no mention here of raising the temple building, sorry, raising the temple and rebuilding it in three days, uh, like there has been in the other Gospels, because Matthew's making a different point. Matthew's saying the first will be last and the last will be first. He's come to bring down and to raise up. If you want to be raised up, look to him, trust in him, praise him, get on his page, not your page. It's not all about you. If you've fallen for the lie of this world that it is all about you, you will be brought down. If you're putting yourself first, you will be last. Being part of this coming king's kingdom means that we need to become last and he needs to become last. First, he took on the religious establishment of the day to show them that they'd gone wrong. They'd got their thinking wrong. They wanted to be first to the point where they'd turned the place where people were able to come and meet with God into a den of robbers. It should have been a place of prayer, it should have been where people could seek God and they'd used it as an opportunity to make money. And Jesus comes. And turns it upside down. Shown by the tables in verse 12. But the thing is. He's come to overturn more than just the tables. He's come to overturn us. Turn us from being last. Thinking about ourselves. Putting ourselves first. He wants to turn us round so that we put him first. And ourselves last. So that we can listen to him and obey him, trust him. Not go our way, but the way of the kingdom. Are you on board? Have you realised that he's come to turn things round? You know, he hasn't come actually to turn things upside down. He's come to turn things the right way up. Shows the way of humility. Have you understood symbolic riding on a donkey, that gentleness, let's not miss it. What an act of condescension. You know, we could laugh at him, we could ridicule him, as many have done and still do. Today, many people, they won't be thinking about Jesus. Maybe just ridicule him in some way or not even interested. But if we do that, we won't listen to him. And he's worth listening to. And we won't follow him. And he has to be followed. Because what he does next week will lead to more ridicule. People will say to him, come down from the cross and save yourself. But he won't. In a big display of strength, he'll actually stay up there. And in doing so, the first will become the last. The strongest will appear the weakest. He will breathe his last. Declare it is finished. And then, and only then, will we really see his strength. Because what we will be celebrating this time next week is that he is alive. Death could not keep its hold over him. Let's pray, shall we? Father, we thank you for this symbolic act of the Lord Jesus. We thank you that this is a time when he he declares to be who he is, the Messiah, the coming one, the one who saves. And we thank you that through history, through your word, we can understand more of that than those first people on that first day. And although we're stuck in our houses, although we can't get out and, and celebrate in a way that we would want to, we thank you that this won't be forever but that he is a king who is forever. And we pray that you would give us strength in these times to continue to look to him, not to put ourselves first, not to think of ourselves, but to think of him first and others before ourselves. Oh Lord, have mercy upon us, we pray, and help us, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you for listening again. Um, I hope that's been helpful and challenging to you. We're going to sing a final song together. Uh, which Rob has recorded for us. It's Jesus is King and I will extol him. Have a good week.